this week's episode of the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast presented by Manscaped. I am thrilled to be joined by who I would like to say is one of my very good friends. Uh, he has a very close ties to the 49ers and the NFL as a whole. Uh, former 49ers head coach and current NFL Network analyst and host and uh, he literally everything else that that all encapsulates um, Mr. Steve Mariucci's coach. What's going on? Everything else, huh, Kiana? How you doing? Everything. Today? I'm huh, doing exciting good. times now back in the playoffs. Here we go, man. I mean, who would have thought, which I actually wanted to ask you about that. Did you have a chance to kind of watch what happened in week 18, that season finale 49ers down 17 zip. And literally if you turned the channel and decided to watch something else and saw the end score, you might've been mind blown. Yeah, I did watch it. Did you, you were down there. So fine, weren't you, you know, <laughs> When those two teams were, I was right across the street at our NFL Network studios and it's brand new and it's just like SoFi, only in, in a studio form. It's fantastic. So Disneyland for football lovers. It really is. I, I, I can't wait to show it to you. It's spectacular. Oh, but um, I, I was watching the game and I couldn't help but think just how far these two organizations have come from playing I, my first job in the NFL was with the Rams okay you didn't even know that <laughs> and it was the Rams quality control anyway then of course the 49ers and we played in Candlestick a baseball field right mm -hmm. yep and Anaheim Stadium when I was coaching with the Rams a baseball field wow. and then I'm thinking oh my god now it's SoFi and Levi Stadium two magnificent venues that that were uh, that we're both playing in here with the Rams and the Niners yeah. and look how far we've come and then this it's a heck of a rival it's been for a long time and the game didn't disappoint it oh, no it didn't right down to the wire I, I I will tell you I had some doubts when it got to be 17 to zip and I'm going oh my god are they going to change quarterbacks because Jimmy's thumb is bothering him he can't throw the ball you know and that kind of well and then they got that field goal right before the half and then they double dipped, you know, they got some points before the half and then right mm -hmm. after the third, when the third quarter started too. So all of a sudden we had a football game and, and uh, it was spectacular. And, and I, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people played well, of course, but, but to me, it came down to those trenches, both yeah. sides of the ball, the big guys, oh, yeah. big guys of the Niners just kind of handled the big guys of the Rams. And that's not to say Debo didn't have a great game. And, you know, everybody had great good in terms of skill positions. Heck, Jimmy G throws for 316 yards with a thumb that's hanging off. But um, I thought they won that game because they were more physical. And that's been the story with the Niners and the Rams last six games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 49ers have rattled off six straight wins against the Rams. And you would think just kind of looking at, where this Rams team is. And I think they were coming off five straight wins and you knew that they were eager to kind of get that win and finally get that taste out of your mouth over the 49ers. Mm -hmm. But you said it, the trenches, a lot was determined with what happened there. You saw the way that they started to rattle. It looked like Matt Stafford at a point where it's some of his throws. I mean, he was throwing short and missing receivers, especially in that third quarter. Um, but I had so much, I wanted to open this up and talk to you about, but now I kind of want to jump in. You're talking about Jimmy, playing with basically a whole thumb dangling off and being able to rally back. I know it was a slow start and, 
but he kind of caught his footing and really got that team into it in those final final half and overtime but let's talk about this quarterback situation as a whole because you and I got the chance to talk during training camp and it was kind of like all right if you were the head coach of the 49ers right now you have this new quarterback who you know everyone is so enticed by his athleticism and his ability to run and Mm -hmm. and what he can do in that big arm but you also have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who's a proven veteran and who has the record to match it but there's a little bit of inconsistencies there and I asked you I said you know what would you do in this situation you said you'd go with what you know and that's Jimmy Garoppolo but what do you think of how the 49ers quarterback situation has played out and how they've handled it well they obviously they're in the playoffs they handle it well I did think, I did think that they would begin course with Jimmy G because he's the veteran. He had a winning record, like you mentioned, very good record. And um, <clears throat> he's gone to the Super Bowl before and his resume is pretty darn good. Yeah, everybody's inconsistent, but, but being that you trade up and, and, and draft a, a Trey Lance from North Dakota State, what a program that is. Um, don't get me started about when I was playing at Northern Michigan. We were a big rival with North Dakota State. Anyway, <laughs> I thought Trey Lance, <laughs> I thought Trey Lance would figure into the game plan a little bit here, a little bit there, have a little package for him. And uh, of course, it didn't it didn't end up that way because he got a little setback with injury and everything. But uh, and then on the other hand, Jimmy's playing well, yeah. and and so there's no need to change and there's no need to prepare for next year or any of those things. It's like Stay in the here and now. Let's see how far we can go right now with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And he's delivered. Let's face it, he's delivered. I, I mean, they run the football like crazy. And I hate to say this, regardless of what a, whatever running backs back there, they just they just keep pushing them out. The, the rookie, Elijah Mitchell, has been doing a great job. But uh, that receiving core is doing a great job. And Debo Samuel is one of the most intriguing guys in the league with his versatility. And yeah. that's what we're looking for with players not just at the receiver position, because, you know, we're seeing receivers that are able to play in the slot, able to play, uh, run the football a little bit, maybe throw a little bit, maybe return a little bit. Um, you get some of those guys that can do that, like uh, Alvin Kamara plays kind of both. And so yeah. does Christian McCaffrey, and you know, that kind of thing. You love that kind of versatility. It's, it's really hard to, to drives defensive coordinators and cuckoo. Um, so he's certainly delivered, but Brandon Ayuk and Juwan Jennings is, they really come along too. And they compliment George Kittle. Who's a, who's, who's, I love him to death. He's a crazy guy, boy. And, uh, talk about versatile that guy. I don't know. You were just a kid when he was coming out of Iowa, but he was a blocker over there. And that's what they used him for against the Rams. Let's go block. And, and, but he certainly yeah. can play slot receiver and be a, any, anything he wants in the passing game too. So, Boy, I like this team, and it, it starts with the offensive line, yes, but these skilled players are really playing well right now down the stretch. Manscaped is the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. You mentioned Debo's name. Do you think that now he's kind of becoming that prototypical wide receiver that maybe some of these head coaches and offensive coordinators are kind of looking at in the draft, somebody that can kind of do it all. Yeah, but good luck finding him. I mean, he's yeah. unique. He's rare. You know, I mean, you know, being wishful, wishful thinkers. Yeah. Let's find a Debo, you know, uh, South Carolina Gamecock. Right. And so um, 
but that's that's hard to do. It's hard to be. He's he's kind of a thick built, solid built wide yeah. receiver that can go in the backfield and and sometimes have more carries than catches and and uh, you know you know with withstand that physical pounding that a running back will will mm -hmm. will endure sometimes. And then of course he threw the touchdown pass. Man, that was a nice spiral. <laughs> and then he can return kicks. I mean, you could probably put him out of that safety and he could play there too if you wanted him to sell popcorn. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be fun to find a guy like that in the draft, but there just aren't very many. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's switch gears. We did a lot of looking back and and a little retrospect, but now looking ahead, 49ers kind of snuck their way into the postseason. But before talking about this game. Uh, you yourself with the 49ers have faced the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaking, four times in your career, and you won three of those matchups. Uh, mm. But even before coaching for the 49ers, there's been a long history uh, between the two teams, and, and in particular, this just this rivalry. What do you remember of just even from your time coaching and even before that, I'm thinking 1970s, 1981 with the catch, then yeah. 92 yeah. through 95. What do you remember about all of that? I remember a lot of it. And, and so, um, you know, you were right. We, we, when I was there, we were three and one against them, but they were all regular season games. They were all big games, of course. But uh, I remember them very well. The, the last time we won down in Dallas is when we clinched the division my last year down there. I remember that was kind of a fun locker room. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, the, the in the 90s, oh, what a rival. It was like whoever's going to win that game in the championship game is going to win the Super Bowl because yeah. those were the two best teams in the league. It was Jimmy Johnson's bunch against George Seifert's bunch. And, and so um, big time rivalry. And, and Dallas won the first two, 92 and 93. And then Steve Young and, and Jerry and Deion Sanders came back and won 94 and then went on to win the Super Bowl. And then, uh, you know, so th that was really quite a rivalry back there in the 90s. But the one that sticks out in our, our mind because it's this week is two days ago was the 40th anniversary mm -hmm. of the catch of Dwight Clark's catch against the Cowboys in the NFC championship game. You mentioned it after in the 81 season after the 81 season. And, and uh, in fact, if you watch the NFL network, uh, we did, we did some stuff on it, you know, yeah. and drew the play and show the play and explain the play and, and everybody in the league runs sprint right option, or if you're left-handed, sprint left option, and everybody. And sometimes it's even going into shotgun right now, and, and uh, it's a staple play in the West Coast offense, but it's an, it's an iconic play in the league because it began, let's face it, it began the dynasty for the 49ers. It was their first Super Bowl. That, that game, that catch propelled them into the first Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Of course, the defense had to hang on for a minute after that. but. Um, but you mentioned the seventies. Yeah. And this is like 1970 and 71, the Niners and the Cowboys met in the championship game then 50 years ago. Yeah. So it, it goes back a half a century where the games that we play against the Cowboys and we're not in the same division, uh, end up to be whether the regular season or playoffs end up to be very, very important kind of games with a lot of superstars mm -hmm. and, uh, very good rival. And this, this game's no different. This game's going to be right up there with it. 
I love that uh, someone asked this. They asked Kyle Shanahan this week that if he thinks the guys that are currently in the 49ers locker room have any idea of the magnitude of this rivalry. And he's like, to be honest, probably not. He said he makes wedding crashers references all the time and they still don't even know what that is. So yeah. these guys might not know, but it is. They don't know. They don't know. They know TikTok or I don't know what they know. You know <laughs> they just, yeah, they, they got to get a history lesson every now and then, you know. Yeah, exactly. It all started. Yep. But, but, you know, as for fans and people that know the history of this team and these matchups, it's a pretty big matchup. And after a three and five start for the 49ers, people, I feel like, began to kind of write this team off. And yep. then the team was able to rally back just in the second half of the season. But are you surprised at all that the 49ers were able to kind of sneak their way into the postseason? They had that sixth seed for a while, but one more loss and they were out. So. You remember when you and I were doing training camp together, right? Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. We spent the day there talking about this team and, and everything else. But um, it was a team that I felt coming away from that day, watching a little practice and talking to some guys and just observing their roster. I thought for sure, I thought for sure that they were going to be a, a playoff team and a, and a Super Bowl contender had they stayed healthy the year before, of course, they didn't stay healthy. And that's just kind of the luck of the draw sometimes. And, and you know, there were some injuries, there were some close games or, you know, whatever that is, uh, you know, you lose to Seattle and, and Green Bay and Arizona back to back to back. And those are good teams, you know, and, and, uh, and, and so they got off to a, a rough start, but boy, the back nine, you know, they were seven and two and the two losses were one possession games that they could have won. So that's talking about momentum heading into the, into the playoffs, you know, playing very well in your last nine games. And so, um, I, and they're healthy or I, 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 did you see Trent Williams? Did he practice today? What's yeah, going he on? Practiced. He's back. It's looking good, good for him. Well, that, that's going to be a key because he is certainly one of the best players in the league. I'm not talking about linemen. I'm talking about players. He's wow. one of the best players yeah. in our league. And, and, uh, if, if the Niners, you know, ran the ball like they did last week against the Rams without him, of course, Mike McGlinchey's been out for a while too. They're playing with new tackles. Um, getting him back is going to help. But, but uh, they can be dominating. They can be that that blindside guy for Jimmy is really important in the passing yeah. game. And of course, his 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 run blocking is extraordinary. And so, I, I like that matchup because we saw the Philadelphia Eagles with their backups run the ball against the Cowboys. Yeah. Going, oh my God, they can't stop the twos here in the first half. It was 17 all in the second quarter. And I'm going, this is crazy. I mean, this is one, one team playing the starters and the other team playing the backups and it's tied. I can't believe this. <laughs> and so, so the Niners, I think I like their chances to be quite honest with you. Yeah. You recently, which we, we watch you all the time on NFL Network. So, of course, I got to kind of listen to what you're saying and apply it to today. But you did say that the Cowboys you see as one of the most complete teams in the NFL. So with that being said, going into this game and for 49ers to become more fans, to become more familiar with this upcoming opponent, what do you see as Dallas's biggest strength? And what do you see as their biggest area of concern? Yeah. heading into this game yeah they have a they have a very good roster a very good young roster with skilled players galore and Dak is back you know he had the big injury last year and then he had the calf injury this year 
they've had they've had a bunch of injuries with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Zeke and you name it and Tyron Smith or left tackle who's a great player too, but they're back healthy. They're back now, mm-hmm. uh, except for Michael Gallup, one of their receivers. But they've got so darn many of them. They're the number one offense in the league. Okay. They can, they can score points and move the sticks, man, on the ground and in the air, you name it. They're very explosive. And then on defense, you know, if, you know, if you're a 49er fan, you know who Dan Quinn is. I hired him when I was coaching here. I hired Dan out of Hofstra. You don't even know where Hofstra is, do you? No idea. (laughs) Yeah. So we, we grabbed him and uh, he was just a young pup, uh, defensive quality control. That's how a lot of guys get started. That's what I did for the Rams a long time ago. And he got his feet wet and he learned how to coach. And we learned that he was going to be excellent because he was just a workaholic and a good guy and a great staff member. And, uh, well, and, and he, heck, he's been to the Super Bowl as a head coach. Now he's a defensive coordinator. He's got him going. And they lead the league in interceptions and they scored points off interceptions and they lead the league in third down conversions. I mean, the, the important stats, they're right there. They're very good. And they were missing, you know, some guys, Randy Gregory and, and uh, Trayvon Diggs didn't play last week. And Micah Parsons, they're superstars. Yeah. And uh, so he, he's going to get them all back. And so it's going to be a one talented roster against another. And uh, so, so I just thought if, if a team like that can play and bring their A game and be at their best, you know, they can beat anybody. They can beat anybody on any given Sunday if they play their best. But they have been just like a lot of teams or most teams up and down up and down. Some of it has to do with injuries. Some of it has to do with just mistakes or, or lack of execution on offense. But uh, that's why it's, it's not who, who the best team is it, in the playoffs. It's who plays the best on that given Sunday. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. Or Monday. Or Monday, depending on, you know, what day of the week it is in the wild card round. Um, 49ers will look to travel out to Dallas, get the job done against a very stout Dallas offense. Like coach just said, leads, leads, leads the league in points. They know how to move downfield. They know how to convert on third downs um, and score points. And meanwhile, you have a defense that leads the league in takeaways as well. So 49ers have a tough challenge ahead, uh, heading until this wild card round. All right, last thing before we go, we talked about Dallas and the threat that they have. We talked a little bit about the 49ers, but what do you see as the biggest strength for for San Francisco and the biggest weakness heading into Sunday? Hmm. Hmm. Well, the, the biggest strength to me is we talked about it earlier is the big guys you know you, when you take a bus and you, you, you park at the stadium you let your big guys get off first and that scares whoever is watching the media the <laughs> is that other the reason team, why the, the other team you get the big ugly guys off first and that just <laughs> just freaks them out right so that's what i would do i would get all those guys the bosas and armstead and dj jones of the world and alex mack and trent williams get them off the bus first because that's that's who you're going to have to wrestle with for three hours good luck with that and then and then running the football be you know behind those guys and and those guys hustling like crazy and stop and run and making making 
making life rough on other quarterbacks. It starts with there. I, I just love their big guys. Yeah. Um, of course. And then you can talk about individuals and, you know, with the other strength is, is the, um, we've all been impressed with, you know, we, 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 we call Kyle Shanahan a great play caller. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But to be able to, to call a good game, you have to have a good game plan. Yeah. And that offensive staff has done a nice job of putting game plans together and, you know, finding places to move Debo around and run the same plays from different formations and, for, and personnel groups and, and, and those kinds of things. So that's, that's, that's really been impressive to me watching this team. And I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to struggle here a little bit with finding a weakness. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. They got to hold up in the secondary against a, yeah, a lot yeah. of first round draft choices, <laughs> you know, and uh, some really highly skilled uh, players with Dallas and their, and their secondary has got to be able to hold up um, and, and they'll have to do that. And, and uh, Jimmy Ward and the guys and, you know, and Williams and Norman and, Tartan, let's go. Let's 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 hold up against these guys. They're going to be in nickel defense quite a bit. Yep. And you're going to have to stop the run uh, with a light box sometimes. But uh, I think they're going to be up to the challenge. 49ers hoping they're up to the challenge. Uh, Mooch, I appreciate you jumping on and chatting a little 49ers uh, and Cowboys rivalry and upcoming matchup with us. And before I let you go, I think I have to give a little bit of a backstory that um, re- earlier this year, I think it was between week one and week two, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, I was so honored to be a guest to Steve Mariucci's annual bocce ball tournament, where I want to give everyone a little bit of a, a, a heads up that I had never played bocce ball in my entire life. I um, can tell. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to say, you were there. I, I won my 49ers team there. It was let me backtrack. It was a celebrity event. So we had a lot of 49ers legends in the building. Like Steve Bono was there. Uh, there were who else was there? It was like quite a few. Pretty yeah. Nice. And over the year, I mean, well, it's when I started the tournament when I was coaching the Niners and I rather than doing a golf tournament, I don't like golf tournaments anyway. So I started a bocce ball tournament <laughs> with the 49er Foundation. And then and then after I left and went to the Detroit Lions, then John Madden joined me and then it became the Madden Mariucci just because we wanted to keep it going, mm-hmm. which we did. And then and then John John retired from it because he was unable to play and really unable to be there much. So uh, we went back to our roots this year. But very, very successful event, raised over half a million dollars. And we had gals like you playing bocce ball for the That's first right. time. And, you know, you were a rookie and we didn't even make you sing your fight song or anything. I mean, we just <laughs> let you play. I do have to let it be known, though. I was, I don't know the right terminology here, but I was the last one to go on my team. And we were getting ready to lose. And I, I don't know what I did. But I won our team. You don't know what you did. I don't know what I did, but I got us to the next round. I did something good, oh, is good what everyone you. told me. Well, good for you. I, you know, I'm going to call up Bono and tell him that you said you carried that team. He will tell you I did. usually played, or J.J. Stokes has played for many, many years, and a lot of guys have played. But, when, you know, when, when I was coaching, hey, I brought the whole team there. The whole team came and played <laughs> for a few years. Oh, yeah. They were there. There wasn't one of them that was worth a darn. Uh, they thought they were, 
you know, and <laughs> in fact, I said, you, you have, this is mandatory. I'm going to, I'm going to give you off one day of spring practice and then it's yeah. bocce. We're going to replace it with bocce. So they voted unanimously to do it. I so, would, I would be all for that as well. I will take a yeah. day off of practice yeah, we, for a little we bit. Got hurt. So that's, that's why we did it. And it was awesome. <laughs> Yep. Well, I'm telling you, you can give him a call and ask him, did Kiana carry the team? He's going to tell yeah. you, yes. Every time I see him, he's like, hey, it's our bocce champ. And I'm like, it's me. What's up? You're a ringer, huh? So you lied. You said you didn't play before, but you really played before. I've never played. Backyard. Hey, they call it beginner's luck. Okay. Oh, okay. Beginner's right. luck. You better be there next year. <laughs> next year, I will be thrilled. So to next be year, there. Here, here's the deal. Next okay. year, we're going to go back to June because we couldn't do June because it's the COVID stuff. We had to push it, right? right? So it's always been in June. We do the June Wednesday, the 8th, and then we do our Down Syndrome football camp yeah. on the 10th, uh, the 10th and 11th over at Valley Christian High School. And a lot of your guys have been there every year. Kyle's been there and Kittle and Nick Mullins, and all yeah. you, you name it. They, Fred Warner, they all been there helping with the Down Syndrome kids. But we, we have always had it in June. So some of the 49ers are in, they're in town for OTAs and a, half, a lot of them always come over and play. So maybe you're going to have a bigger team next year, a better team, uh, but you're still on it. Okay. Nobody's going to bump you. I have a feeling that guys like Kyle and George Kittle and, and Fred Warner, they're probably going to want to bump me off the team, Don't but it's bumped. okay. I, regardless, I still want to be there because it's an amazing event for an amazing cause. And I'm just honored that I even got the phone call. So, all right, thanks. well, this is your invite for next year, June yes. 8th, put it on your little calendar. All right. You guys heard it there, right there from coach Steve Mariucci. Mooch, I appreciate you. All right. Enjoy your weekend. We hey, have a whole travels to the Metroplex. Good luck All with right. this game and let's go. All right. Let's go. We'll talk soon. Okay. You bet. All right, guys. See ya.